Hi, and welcome to Leading with Style, a podcast about how fashion can unlock your style, ignite your confidence, and bring you more success in your fabulous life. My name is Libby Alloway, and for over three decades, I've loved working in the worlds of fashion and business. I'm a personal stylist, business mentor, public speaker, TV presenter, author, and most particularly, I'm on a mission to bring increased confidence to women through the transformative power of fashion and reconnecting you with the most important person in the room, you. You'll hear my personal style advice and hear from incredible women in leadership about how they rose to the top, stood out from the rest, and created success through leading with style. I'm so glad you've joined me. Let's get started. Hi, everyone, and I'm really, really excited today because we have got an amazing woman on the podcast today. We're talking to my lovely friend and clinical psychologist, Dr. Aileen Alligado. Aileen is the Director of Mindset Consulting, a boutique practice based in Sydney CBD and founder of Envision Wellness Retreats, which are amazing. We'll talk about those later. Aileen believes that when it comes to therapy, there's no one-size-fits-all approach, so she integrates a variety of psychological models, including cognitive behavioral therapy, acceptance and commitment therapy, and schema therapy into her practice to ensure you receive tailored strategies to achieve realistic measurable outcomes. Whether working with individuals, couples, or groups, she's described by her clients as having a warm and enthusiastic approach, and her vision is to create a safe and nurturing environment in which you are able to thrive. Aileen specializes in the assessment and treatment of mental health conditions, the administration of neuropsychological assessments, and the use of psychometric tools. Outside of her practice, Aileen is also an experienced speaker and presenter, passionate about raising awareness for mental health within the community, and she is a coach and mentor for other clinicians and a board-approved supervisor for the Australian Psychological Society. Aileen, welcome. That is quite a bio. (laughs) Wow. Thank you for having me, Libby. And what an intro. Well, I hope I live up to all of those things today, and I'm very excited to be chatting to you today. Well, thank you for your time. And I'm really excited to be chatting to you too, because I'm absolutely, psychology I love. I think everyone, we should be born with a psychologist, you know, as part of our toolkit, because I think we all, it's all beneficial for us all the time. But I'm really particular, um, particularly interested in psychology in terms of, from a style perspective, the impact that our clothing choices can have on our level of confidence, our success and happiness. And I don't think we've delved into that deep enough. Um, you know, I think that there's a, a a perception that fashion is frivolous and we're not looking into the deeper side of it. So we're going to dive into that and many other fantastic things with you. But first and foremost, can you please tell us about your practice and who you help and what do you find are the biggest struggles that people are finding at the moment? Okay. Well, my practice is in Sydney CBD. I have been a psychologist for 15 years now. And majority of the clients I see, because I'm based in a city, are high achievers that are either corporate professionals, business women, entrepreneurs, um, mainly a lot of those people that are juggling multiple responsibilities and wearing different hats. And they're often um, people who are thriving but just want that extra um, support in order to stay on top of their game because they demand a lot of themselves. And so, you know, does that sound like all of the women you know, Libby? <laughs> yeah. Probably describes us all, doesn't it? 
it. So the problems that I've been seeing of late is that, you know, a lot of women that I'm seeing at the moment are really struggling to um, set the boundaries and self-sacrifice is a really big thing, you know, where we expect a lot from ourselves and have these high standards and trying to really meet competing priorities, whether it is the pressure to um, be the best at work, but then at the same time, you know, also be present and be there for the family and then also be fit and healthy and then throw in social media expectations and the pressure to have it all and look like you're having a good time while doing it. It's a lot. It's a lot. Um, And then there's also this side of of women finding their voice and their passion in terms of whether that's a side hustle, whether that is being able to be masters or experts in the chosen areas that they have wanted to excel in Um, and building that real executive presence in that place. It's a visibility, being seen, being heard, being able to be inspired while they're doing the hard yards. So that's really a lot of the work that I'm finding and transforming our mind into an asset is actually one of the challenges, main challenges that people come and um, see me for. Wow. Transforming our mind into an asset. That's brilliant because, you know, the old Dalai Lama saying we are what we think. And I guess, you know, I'm going off off track here a little bit, but from your perspective, your professional perspective, we uh, we do self-sabotage. And the first thing we say to it, to ourselves when we look in the mirror, for example, is you're this, you're that, and it's always negative. And we need to be promoting ourselves and celebrating ourselves more and watching how we speak to each other. Would you say that's something that women are dealing with a lot at the moment? Yeah, like, look, I think the world of self-help has blown up and it's really good that most people are at least aware and are insightful enough to know that how you think affects the way that you feel and then how you feel affects the way you behave and experience the world. And so really it comes down to how able are we to look into our mindset and really make it work for us, you know, to actually have those thoughts and those feelings that are going to help us progress and push ourselves forward positively rather than actually being held back by self-sabotage, beliefs, or maybe things that no longer serve us. Oh, I love that. And we are going to talk about um, imposter syndrome later. So that will come up. So, but before we do that, in your professional opinion, do you believe that our clothing cho- choices do affect our level of confidence and our success? And how oh, absolutely. about ourselves? Yeah, absolutely. Look, I, I don't just believe in it. I know that there has been research and science behind it. In fact, they call it in psychology dopamine dressing. Um, dopamine, as you know, maybe not as well as most people call it, like the happy hormone, is this chemical in our brain that is released when we are feeling good. So it's often called the happy hormone, right? And the thing about this happy hormone is that it actually gets released when our brain perceives us to be doing something pleasurable and enjoyable. Okay, so it's something that kind of is naturally occurring and it's something that we can, in a way, hack 
So that's actually really the brilliant thing about it is that if we find out things that make us happy, and in this case, clothing and colors and situations that actually give us confidence, then essentially, if you follow that hack, you can actually influence how you feel simply by changing how you're dressing, how you look at yourself and how you get ready in the morning. It could be a game changer for most women that feel really down and out in themselves, especially right now because it's winter. Yes. And I love that you turned up and said, you've got your dopamine jumper on today. So share with us what you're wearing today. <laughs> this bright lime yellow jumper. It's very comfy, it's fluffy. Um, I think that it makes my colour look more tan. I look more tanned than I normally would. And so given that it's actually kind of winter, I just, and I'm talking to you, I wanted to be quite comfortable, to be casual, but really confident and vibrant and exciting because we're talking about really fun, exciting things. And so I really thought about what I'm going to wear based on the activity that I'm planning on doing. I love that. And you know what else is really lovely about this? Not only does dopamine dressing affect the wearer, but it also affects the perceiver. So I'm looking at you and subconsciously, like consciously, I'm obviously aware of it, but subconsciously, it just makes me happy looking at that color. So it's really, it is really important. There are simple things. And I think it's, you know, as I, I said to you prior to coming on the podcast, there's a different way that we can look at fashion and how, as you say, we can create hacks to make us feel better and more confident during the day. So Next step. So you work a lot with corporate clients and you do that individually and running workshops. And you've written some amazing articles which appear on your website. They're really great. I was reading them over the weekend. I love them. And one of them was about imposter syndrome. And I know there's a lot of talk about that in, in corporate world at the moment, particularly for women. What is imposter syndrome? Who's most likely to suffer from it? And how on earth do we overcome it? Hey, lots of questions, Libby. Sorry, now <laughs> it's a big topic. <laughs> yeah, look, I, I'll try and keep it brief. Um, imposter syndrome is a coined term. It's a psychological term um, that that was coined in the seventies by psychologists when they found these high achievers um, that were. Uh, showing symptoms of self-doubt, self-doubt that wasn't really validated or or it wasn't really warranted because these people were doing really well. So it is really as a, a type of condition when the sufferer feels that their success is attributed to external factors that is not within themselves. So um, these are people that have done really well but feel that they got lucky or, you know, it's the goodness and the kindness of other people that got them there rather than their own talents and abilities. So because there is an element of it that feels that it's based on other people and external circumstances that got them there and not their own talents and abilities, there is this underlying fear or anxiety um, about getting caught out. So almost like a feeling of fraudulence, feeling of being fake. And so there is this tension between achieving and doing really well and wanting to do well. But when that happens, there's a bit of anxiety that comes with it because they feel like they're one or two steps from being found out that they really don't know their stuff. 
So the people that suffer from that, the most research have shown have been women and women particularly in um, positions of power or um, of, of power or kind of executive control. So high up um, the people that essentially think that they got there not because they're talented, but because of other things. And so their male counterparts don't have any problems being able to <laughs> take wow. credit when they're actually getting the promotions and doing all these things. But, um, yeah, the people that suffer from imposter syndrome find it difficult to really celebrate their wins, to speak about their successes, and to sometimes it could even get to the point of not asking for um, a promotion or a pay rise because they feel like, you know, they just got lucky to be there and that they they don't really deserve it. So it's actually more of a bigger issue to do with self-confidence and self-doubt that it's something that really can hold someone back if it's something that they do have. Yeah, and it's interesting, you know, going back to what we were talking yeah. about before about your mindset, that... Um, you know, in a previous podcast that I've got on here, I've got a, a, a podcast that's talking about the reflection and the judge. And I was um, at an event where a high court judge was speaking and I was feeling intimidated because this woman was a high court judge. And I think, oh my gosh, she's, she is at the top of her game. And she wouldn't have been able to get there without a million exams, being admitted to the bar, all those things, which in my mind would have said to her, I've achieved this, I've done it. But she then went on to talk about how she was suffering from imposter syndrome. And I thought, wow, even someone who is as educated and as that and has the, you know, the the paper on the wall to say how educated she is, she still was suffering from imposter syndrome. So it really is a it's a big issue for so many women. And I, you know, I think that's something we can all deal with with you know, reminding ourselves and celebrating our wins and reminding ourselves of how really fabulous we are. Yeah, and it's actually also normalising it, as you say, that this is a common thing that we experience um, as women because we don't tend to speak about our successes or we feel that we're being arrogant by speaking about our successes, right? So I think just talking about it, makes a huge difference and also knowing that it's not based on reality you know it's like a feeling is not a fact feeling something is not the same as that being true and often with imposter syndrome it's exactly that is that the attribution is off it's something that you can work on very easily with a professional I have a lot of women that have worked through imposter syndrome and are recovering Ex-imposter syndrome clients, I am one of them as well. I suffer from that too. So, yeah, it's definitely not doom and gloom. Once you identify what the problem is, there's some very clear steps as to how to get on top of it. And I think, Aileen, and, you know, this is going to sound like a plug for your business and it's not meant to be like that at all, but it is, you know, I really do have a very strong belief that um, we should all reach out for help in all, all sorts of areas. But, there are so many women today who have so many wonderful stories and an opportunity to create 
fabulous impact in the world. And yet so many of those same women are struggling from imposter syndrome. And, you know, a couple of sessions with you, I'm not sure how many sessions it would take, but a couple of sessions with you is an ability to move on from imposter syndrome, feel more confident, but in so doing, giving what they need to give back to the world to make the world a better place and create a better better outcome for other people, particularly for other women. So if you if you were struggling from imposter syndrome and you came to see you, what would that look like? So it's a series would it be a series of a of um, meetings with you? How does it work? It starts off with an assessment to get a understanding of that person, their history, what's kind of brought them here today, and really get to the crux of the problem. So a lot of that really stems from, you know, experiences at how you got to this point. And usually there's a lot of little clues along the way. Right. And then it's about tracking and tracing that to to those experiences. So there's like dealing with the symptoms like here and now. So learning some tools in terms of how you can own your your power or your strength or your abilities, you know, being able to assertively communicate or express an opinion, you know, really kind of here and now communication strategies that you will learn. But alongside that, you also learn the origins of why you have this imposter syndrome. And that might stem from, let's say, not being um, complimented or praised enough growing up as a child, you know, perhaps maybe expecting that like high high performance is just a given rather than it's something that you were, have worked hard for and actually like deserve that that praise for so things like that actually really help a person understand that some of these things are outdated beliefs or outdated behaviors that you know can be changed yeah and they need just permission to say hey you don't need to be like that anymore because you're fabulous we love that now, well, you and I met many years ago at a networking event, and I think our joint enthusiasm, we just fell in love with each other straight away, and we've been friends ever since, which has been fantastic. Um, but you do talk about, or not talk about, but you have um, an article called How to Network Like a Pro. Now, that's a really big, a really big topic too, because, you know, coming back to the imposter syndrome and feeling confident enough to turn up to networking events is obviously how we build businesses and how we create friends and it's all part of business. But you talk about the power pose and how that boosts confidence. Can we dive a little bit deeper into that? Yeah, like so there is a lot of studies that have shown, well, it's now a well-known fact that our bodies have got um, sensations and, and connections to our brain and your posture has a lot to do with how your brain thinks. So if you're slouching, it knows that it's actually relaxing. You know, if you've got comfy clothes on, there are sensations and tactile things that senses that now is a time to be relaxed versus, you know, if you put a good um, blazer and a suit on, you know, there is something that you would just feel internally. It's very hard to describe, but if you have done that, put a real good power suit and put your posture up and stood up straight and put your shoulders back, there is also that sends signals to your brain that you mean business. Okay. So that is not, yeah, that is our brain is such a wonderful thing where it has all of these little things that 
connect to the brain to give us information about what it needs to do and where we need to be. And that is why being able to dress, to look the part, actually helps you to feel the part. Oh, that's amazing. Okay, so when we go to a networking event, we wear our favourite outfits so we feel comfortable and confident. I love it. Yeah, and, and also kind of we can even do it so that we can match it according to what we want to get out of those networking sessions because not all networking events are made equal, right? Some are probably a little bit more casual. Some are probably a little bit more business-like. And so just doing a little bit of that mental preparation, you know, the mental and the physical preparation in terms of the same way that if you're getting ready to go and exercise, size I'm assuming you're not going to do that um kind of wearing kind of really stiff clothes that you can't move in right you kind of <laughs> want to you kind of want to really like get your body in a position where it's going to be comfortable being able to do lots of active things and so the same way that when we're going to work or we're going to a networking event being sure and being intentional in what you're projecting in what you're wearing, how you're feeling, and in terms of what you want to get out of it. Oh, I love it. Oh, I love it. You're speaking my language. I absolutely love it. Okay, so let's get on to your Envision Wellness Retreats. Um, I love a good retreat. Share, and you've also held one in Bordeaux, which is amazing. So can you, what is, what do you do? What, who comes? Why do they come? Where is it? What do, what are your, um, you know, what are your thought processes around why you run your retreats? Yeah, so I started the retreat some um, three years ago now when I was looking for something that's a lot more psychological and grittier. You know, I have gone to health retreats in the past, yoga retreats, and I love it, um, but I found that, that there wasn't really a lot of the um, the grit and the self-development work that you would do as if you were going to a coach or a therapy sessions regularly. So I really wanted something that's very luxurious, very much feels like you're able to reset and spend some time with yourself and enjoy yourself and everything in moderation, so not any of those hardcore diets or exercise where you could still enjoy the best things in life, you know, whether that's like good food, good wine and good company, but be able to do a lot of the hard work in a short amount of time. So hard work being, you know, anything that self-development, the self-help that you would be doing in a therapy one-on-one, but in the context of a group, in a context of being able to use the group dynamics and interpersonal relationships also as part of the healing. So it, it really is uh, about like a, 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 a one, 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 uh, what's that? one stop shop for learning about yourself and having some one-on-one time, but also being able to understand how am I experienced by others? You know, how do I perceive others and how do others perceive me? And getting that type of feedback in a space that is safe and can hold that vulnerability and get that feedback. And so do you, you it's, is it a weekend workshop or a week? A weekend. Do- it's from Friday till Sunday. And the last one we had was only 45 minutes away from Sydney. So we had it um, in Arcadia. 
And so we also had day attendees. So we didn't have enough spots for everyone to stay. So for those people that just also just wanted to come for the day and experience just a little bit of it without the cost of staying for the whole weekend, we also offer a one-day attendance option. And if people want to find out about that, about your next, have you got, got one coming up? I have one coming up in October. So that's from the 13th, Friday the 13th of October to the 15th. <laughs> Friday the 13th. Hopefully we'll, we'll change that bad luck into something really <laughs> magical. And it's coming up and we only have 12 spots for it. Wow. Yeah, and I it, think it, also, as you said, you know, with the retreats and wellness is a big topic, has been for the last couple of years. But what you do with your wellness retreats is that it is grittier and you are talking about the impact that your mind has. So, yes, you can be taught how to exercise and, yes, you can be taught how to dress and, yes, you can be taught how to eat and all those things. But as you say, until we get our mind focused on what the outcome should be or how it's working we can't really delve deep into it and you're running these workshops where you're you're talking to the mind first I suppose so that's the first thing which I think is so powerful and in fact I've never heard of a psychologist running a retreat like this before so it must be people must come away and just think oh my gosh it's just changed my life yeah, well, it's it's hard, right? Because I think now that we have access to podcasts that are very informative. We can read books that are inspirational, but it doesn't really kind of um, teach us or you what your own vulnerabilities are, right? So this is a very personalized way of doing that and that knowing that, you know, therapy weekly or regularly might not be available for some people. So this is a way to overcome that as well, that you can actually come as a as an additional to other things that you're doing and, and have this part to add to whatever information or knowledge you have about yourself. Um, or it can be a standalone intervention where you go along and you find out more about maybe some of the vulnerabilities you've been struggling with. Because we know that 95% of um, our thoughts are subconscious or 95% of um, our beliefs and what we're operating on is subconscious and only 5% is conscious. So if you think about, wow. you know, what we think of ourselves and why we do that and what we really um, think about, that's only, it makes up for 5% of, of what we can see and a lot of it we don't really see and our blind spots and so having a place that you can unpack it and do it safely and do it with a professional is something I'm really passionate about it's evidence-based there's nothing there that is going to put you in harm's way and there's nothing there that is something that you won't already know in fact most people come out of it feeling lighter feeling like they have met and saw themselves and are ready for the new challenge. So, Oh, man, I just love that so much. Thank you for being such a gift. That's amazing. Um, and you've got an article in Body, Body and Soul this weekend on your retreat. Is that right? 
Yeah, I had one of the ladies that participated. She wrote a review and it's going to come out this weekend on Body and Soul. And yeah, it's um it's akin to a nine perfect strangers weekend <laughs> without the um the the psychedelics, without the medications. Or the drama. Um, so, yes, or Although I think that that's going to happen at some point one day because now that it's been legalized in Australia, still quite controversial. So I won't go and talk about that. But um, yeah, so the review really goes into um, depth of what you can expect for the next three days um, that you're in this uh, retreat. And so that's a really good read. And I encourage all our listeners to watch out for it. And I'll actually put it in your show notes. Oh, that would be fantastic. That would be amazing. Thank you. And um, so my last question to you on the podcast is you do run corporate leadership training workshops and, you know, my focus with the podcast and what I do is to encourage women to lead with style and that can mean many things to many women. What does leading with style mean to you and how can we encourage more women to step into their brilliance and share their exceptional talents to the world? I think leading with style for me is defined by how well you know yourself, right? So leading with authenticity and your individuality and identity because you're unique as an individual. There's no one else like you in the world. I can safely say that. And so... Um, leading with style is really finding your own power, your own place in the world and really embracing that. So a lot of people really get to that sometimes by, you know, experiencing challenges and rising to the occasion. And some have a different route, um, through circumstances. And I think that, like, for me, you know, being able to support women in doing that professionally through the work that I do is something I'm really excited about, that there is more um, there is more help out there for everyone now. There's different things that, that it's, it's about finding what suits you in order for you to be comfortable in yourself, find out more about who you are, your purpose, your meaning in life and really going for it. Oh, I love that so much. That's fantastic. So Aileen, thank you so much for joining us today. If people want to reach out to you for your retreats or a session with you, or just even just to have a discovery call with you, where do people find you? They can find me on across all socials as Dr. Aileen. So that's on Instagram, but they can also go to my website on mindsetpsychology.com.au. And the wellness retreats are called envisionwellnessretreats.com. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. And thank you. Gosh, I honestly could have spoken all day about that. That's so interesting. Thank you so much for sharing your beautiful wisdom with us all. And we look forward to reading your article in Body and Soul this weekend, which will be fantastic. And thank you again for being so wise and giving of your knowledge. Thanks so much. Thank you, Libby. I appreciate you. Thanks for listening to Leading with Style. I'm passionate about supporting women radiate confidence, presence and magnetism through the fabulousness of fashion. Jump on over to the website to see how we can work together through one-on-one styling sessions, virtual styling sessions and corporate style workshops. And while you're there, don't forget to download your free seasonal capsule wardrobe guide and discover how you can create over 30 looks with just 10 items.